Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Sports Favorites Podcast, where we talk about and rank everything going on in sports. My name is Tyler, and as always, I am joined by our sports expert, Javi. Javi, we have a great list today. We're going to be talking about um, your favorite superstitions and curses in sports, primarily superstitions. Um, before we jump into that list, I know last episode we did kind of like a Harry Potter mashup episode and we got some really good responses from our listeners. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity. You were telling me before the podcast that you're already on book number four, almost to the end of book number four. How is it going with Harry Potter? Mm, Pretty good. How much do you have left in book four? How much do you have left in book? How many pages? Uh, I have. Okay, let's see. I'm calculating. Uh, forty-eight more pages. Nice. Okay, so you're almost there. Book five is probably my favorite book, so I'm excited to hear your thoughts once you get okay. through book five. All right. Let's get let's get into the list today. So we're talking about superstitions in sports. Um, this is not so much like in order, but kind of just a collection of our 10 favorites here. Um, I think you have a good list here. Are you ready to jump in? All right. So let's start the with Madden the, curse. The Madden curse. Tell, okay. So Madden is a, uh, football video, football game. video game. And, it, and the Madden curse is about if you appear on the cover of Madden, you, after that, you will do badly. And, for example, Dante Culpepper, the, the season after appearing on the cover of Madden 2002, the former Vikings quarterback went 5-for-11 and broke the record for most fumbles in a season. He blew out his knees in 2005 and never returned. That's pretty bad. There's also, I remember one year they had a running back from the Cleveland Browns named Peyton Hillis. And then he kind of fell off the map after that. Oh, yeah, Peyton Hillis. You could even say this past I think um, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I think Lamar Jackson is on the newest cover of Madden. And right now oh, the, the Ravens won. are he won. They're still in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll break the curse this year. Um, I, I think Mahomes was on Probably. the cover recently, too. And he's he's doing okay. So – Maybe the Madden curse is being broken, but there were many, many years where players who were featured on that cover went on. Yeah, to it was like it was like from the early two thousands to the early two thousand tens. Yeah, it was almost to the point where like you didn't want to be on the cover. So yeah. we have the Madden curse is our first one here. All right, let's keep going with the list. What is this next one that you have as a superstition? All right, this next one is called No Hitter Silence, and what this is about is is like. Don't say you have a no hitter because it's so hard to get guys. So like there's only a one rule of pitching a no hitter is that you do not talk about it. Yeah. Because that is harder than it seems. And specifically, I think this is, this is talking about like, if you're not the pitcher, don't talk to the pitcher when they're in the middle of having a no hitter because you don't want to break up whatever flow that they have going on. So you'll often see position players ignoring the pitcher in the dugout when the team is up to bat and just leaving them alone because they don't want to mess up whatever whatever the pitcher has going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. 
So we got no hitter silence coming in on the second item on this list. All right, this next one you have is a specific player. This one's about uh, Richie Ashburn. Tell us about his superstition. So Richie Ashburn is in the Hall of Fame, and he slept with his baseball bats. And he had his own way of keeping a, a hot streak hot. Anytime he had a particularly good day on the plate, he would be sure to use the same bat for as long as the success would last. And Ashburn went to extraordinary lengths to remain in possession of his lucky bat. That is pretty remarkable. I know like a lot of hockey players are very specific about like which sticks that they use, but I don't know of any that sleep with their hockey sticks. This is like another level of superstition. That, oh, yeah. Don't you think that would be really uncomfortable? I don't know. I think you could do it. <laughs> would you ever sleep with a baseball bat if you were like on a hot streak? Okay. No. Yeah, I think it would be put kind it of like that. Yeah, I think it'd be a little uncomfortable. I know. Maybe, yeah. maybe this year when you when your next baseball season when you have travel ball, if you if oh, you have well, a good, my bat is metal. Well, you can you can test it out for us if you have a hot streak. You can test out sleeping with your bat and let us know how uh, it goes. You know, my worst game of the season was when my own dad struck me out three times. I only got one hit off of him. Oof, that's tough. Well, actually, he struck me three t- out three times in a row. Wow. Looks like your dad was having a no-hitter that day. Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, a guy on my team hit a triple off of him. Okay, okay. For his only triple of the season his, and his most most total base hit the season. Let's keep going with the list. We have another player, another baseball player here. We have Wade Boggs, who is a, has a lot of stories about him, but you have him down as uh, one of his pregame meals. So some people think he used drugs, and I used to think that he used drugs, but really, his whole career was powered by chicken. Chicken? He had a chicken... Um, every one chicken every day before a game. Like he ate an entire chicken. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of chicken. I know, and in his lifetime, come on, it's gonna be like three thousand chickens. Javi, I think I want this year when you when your baseball season starts up, I think we should have you test out some of these superstitions. Like you should eat a bunch of chicken okay, before a game. The only thing I'm going to talk about, and the only thing I'm gonna do is so far. And we talked about is sleeping with baseball bats and not talking about a no-hitter. You're not going to eat chicken. I'm not going to eat a chicken because I don't know how will my mom pay for all that chicken. <laughs> that's a very, that's a, that's a good uh, budget conscious approach to superstitions. Okay. Let's keep going with this. So we have another player, but we're switching sports here. We're going to basketball. You have Mike Bibby on the list. What do you have his superstition? So Mike Bibby, he was like, he chewed his fingernails when he was nervous during timeouts. You always he always had his fingernails? Yeah. Well, eventually he got over it and started clipping them, but he chewed his fingernails for most of his career. So. That's got to be kind of gross with basketball if you're always touching the ball with your hands. I would imagine, like, all the dirt on the floor, everyone's sweat is, like, getting on the ball and under your fingernails, and then if you're biting your fingernails, that means you're biting all that stuff. 
Mm, yeah. That's a gross superstition. I don't like that one. All right. Of course you don't like that one. All right. This one's pretty funny. This one's kind of gross too, though, I think. Let's get this. All right. Lee's Miles was an LSU coach, and he ate the the grass of the football field he was playing on before each game. Yeah, this is Louisiana State's Les Miles, the coach, eating the grass. What do you think? What was his thinking there? Well, he said it humbles him as a man and it lets him know that he's part of the field and part of the game. It humbles him as a man? Okay, well, <laughs> I have some follow-up like, questions for really Les Miles. Weird, that's a really weird way to think of it. That is a very strange way of thinking about it. But I guess if it gets you in the game and, and it makes you think that you can perform better as a coach, then... Do it. Be crazy. I don't care. All right. Oh, this one's good. Well, before, before you say this one, we have a, a fan of the show, uh, Chris B., who lives in Washington, D.C., but he's from Michigan originally. And so I know he's a Detroit Red Wings fan, and you have a Red Wings superstition on the list so, here next. So the Detroit Red Wings. So so a lot of people, um, whenever uh, um, people score a hat trick, they usually throw their hats onto the ice. But the Detroit Red Wings in 1952, um, it, it, the legend of the octopus started when the when a Red Wings fan threw one of the critters onto the ice during a playoff game in 1952. It represented the eight wins needed to secure the Stanley Cup during the era. Yeah, now you and need 16 after wins. After the to get incident, the, cup. the Red Wings swept the playoffs. Um, and yeah, the ice crew at the Joe Louis arena had, has been dealing with this mess ever since. Yeah. I, uh, so the Red Wings, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs the last few years, but they had a really, really long playoff streak, um, like all through the nineties and early two thousands and even into the 2010s. And so like you, I remember watching Red, Red Wings playoff games all the time growing up and there would always be octopi thrown on the ice and the poor ice crew would have to come out with these like brooms and shovels to, to get them all off the ice. It was pretty gross, to be honest. Yeah. I want, hey, I want to know, how do they get them into the ice rink? Do you think they carry the octopus underneath their coat or something? You know what I think they do? I think they have, like, I don't know, but there could be this crazy way of sneaking it. Like, they just, wait, they could have them in their pockets, literally. Because you know how good um, octopi are? They could, like, they could, like, uh, what you could do probably is you could fill them. You could put them in a cup, pretty much. Like, you fill a cup, you fill a water bottle with water. Yeah. Have it slightly opened. And then you put the octopus inside your water bottle. I guess, but like sometimes they don't let you even bring water bottles inside anymore. So that makes me think they have to like hide them in like, in like their shirts or something. Yeah, that's crazy though. I want to know how they get, how do they, if any listeners out there, if you know how to get an octopus into an ice rink, let us know. All right, we got another hockey one coming up next. And this one I remember from when I was a kid. This was from, I think, the 1996, 95 or 96 playoff run with the Florida Panthers. Tell us about this next one. So 
The pan the Florida Panthers winger Scott Mellenby killed a rat in the locker room before the home opener and then scored two goals later in the game. The team went all the way to advance to the, all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals that year, losing to the Colorado Avalanche. The legend snowballed into the tradition of throwing plastic rats onto the ice after every goal goal squirted by the Panthers. The rat trip grew into such a ridiculous act of fan-fueled mayhem that the NHL made the franchise stop selling the toy rats at the arena, along with the threat of a delay of game penalty. Yeah, I, this was this probably was happening, I think, when I was about your age, maybe like a, a year or two older than you. But uh, yeah, 96, because Colorado ended up winning the world or uh, the Stanley Cup that year. But it was mayhem whenever uh, in the playoffs, like if there, like there were just plastic rats being thrown on the ice all the time. And it was such a delay in the game, like because they'd have to clean the ice every single time. But like as a kid, I thought it was hilarious and I loved it. It was just like chaos. It was great. So the rat trick comes in. On the list, Scott Mellenby, two goals before a game after he killed a rat in the locker room. The rat trick is on the list. All right. We're going, All right. we've never talked about this sport, I don't think, on this podcast before. This is racing. NASCAR. So, NASCAR, no peanuts or $50 bills allowed. Yeah. What so is this about? You aren't, it, so it's considered bad luck to have peanuts in your um, peanuts in the car because it is like in almost every car that is crashed there's like they find peanuts in it and that's pretty weird because like is it really true that (laughs) peanuts yeah i don't understand this one like like where were all these car crashes with peanuts in them considered bad luck so crazy that you, you you're not they're net peanuts in the show are never almost never sold at at or around an NASCAR event. Interesting, true. interesting. Yeah, this is a this is one I just I don't understand it, but I guess you know it, it's got enough of a lore now that they don't even sell the peanuts at the events. So there's got to be something to it. All right, so. All right, here's and our- the fifty dollar bills is even more severe. So while the legend says that two fifty dollar bills are found in a shirt in the shirt pocket of champion racer Joe Weatherby after he was killed in a crash in nineteen sixty four, no one knows how much the table the tale is rooted in truth. Regardless, fifty dollar bills are not talked about. I don't. I think the solution is rather than uh, rather than have uh, you know no peanuts or no fifty dollar bills, like maybe just don't race cars at two hundred miles an hour if you're worried <laughs> about crashing. Ha ha! <laughs> All right, we got one more superstition on the list. This one is my personal favorite and my personal favorite. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. So this one is Nathan Horton brings Boston water to game seven of the 2011 Stanley Cup final in Vancouver. Okay. You know the story better than I do. 
Okay, so I'll set this one up a little bit. So Nathan Horton in 2011 was on the Bruins' best forward line. He was one of their like best goal scorers. He had scored the game-winning goal in Game 7 of the first round against the Canadians. He scored the game-winning goal in Game 7 against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, he gets knocked out by a really dirty hit by Vancouver Canuck player Aaron Rome. Knocked out of the series. He couldn't finish the series. But he was able to travel with the team to Vancouver for Game 7. And so Boston had been doing really poorly in all the games they played in Vancouver. The home team was winning every single game of the series. Nathan Horton brought some water from the city of Boston and before the game of game seven, snuck out onto the ice a couple hours before puck drop and poured the Boston water onto the ice so that it would freeze on top of the Vancouver Canuck ice surface. And the Bruins would go on to win the Stanley Cup by winning game seven, four to nothing with a shutout. And it was my personal favorite because the Boston Bruins are my favorite sports team. It's the only, only sports team I truly care about. So it was the first time and only time that they've won the Stanley Cup in my lifetime. So that was my favorite superstition on this list because it brought my team a championship. Yes. It's pretty good. And we watched that video yesterday together. I showed you him pouring the the water on the ice. What do you think? Do you think that actually leans over the ice? Leans over the boards. Squirts the entire Gatorade bottle on and then walks away. What do you think? Do you think that actually uh, gave the Bruins the victory? I think that was just luck since that was only one game. But I mean, it's cool to think about if it is really true. It might, I mean, it might have had something to do with it. They had lost every other game in Vancouver in that series, I'm pretty sure. I have to go back and look, but they were yeah, getting... Yeah, like, and then, they, and then they made an ultimate comeback. Huge comeback, yeah. Sort of like the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they both... They made that huge own... comeback in the... But not, but not in the World Series. They were, they were good in the World Series. They swept. Yeah. They so swept. We got a good list here. I'm curious, do you have any superstitions of your own? In, in baseball or anything? Okay, let's see. Think of any superstitions. Oh. I'm not sure. You don't have anything? I don't think so. Hmm. You gotta study some more baseball players. So I feel like baseball is a sport that has tons of superstitions in it. Avi is walking away right now. Are you looking for a list of superstitions somewhere? Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, we have another good list here. Javi, do you have any closing thoughts for the listeners this week? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think is going to happen in Harry Potter? What do I? Do you have any well, predictions? I'm pretty much towards the end, so uh, can't really. But what do you? But you have any predictions for what's going? Oh well, I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. Let's hear it. Um. So, well, I don't think you remember this. It's such a little detail in the book. Uh, I just well, read in, them like a couple months ago. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
I'm so you know how there was that rumor about that Slytherin, um, that's the the older Slytherin putting his name in the the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, and apparently, um, Mr. Um, Mr. Crouch's son, he got Harry entered in the contest, so it could have been him. Like whoever mm-hmm. saw, he could have, and he was using he was using um. To, um, he was using the polyjuice potion to disguise himself as um, as um, as Mad Eye Moody, so he could have done that with anybody. True, true, true. Pretty much. So I'd say he could he could have disguised himself as him, and then put Harry's name in the goblet. Interesting. That's an interesting theory. We'll have to check in and see how that goes. All right, listeners, let us know. Do you have any favorite sports superstitions that didn't make our list? And you want to know um, what, what sparked the idea? What? Um, of Ichiro Shizuki always stretching out his bat upright. And I'm like, and I'm like, we could do like a cool, like, like thing. And, and, and then, um, we came up with the idea of, oh, let's do superstitions. It's a great idea. And then I think there's a lot more out there. So, yeah, listeners, if you have other ideas, let us know. We could probably do like a whole other uh, list of 10 of the things that aren't yeah. on this list. So send us some ideas your, our way. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And we've heard a lot of feedback from folks that are like looking for other ways to interact with the show. And so just listeners know that we're looking into maybe setting up an email or something that you'd be able to uh, submit your questions and things to us that way. So stay tuned for more to come there. Well, another solid list. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time.